as you're listening to this, are you sitting down? Maybe enjoying a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, winding down to be able to go to bed. Um, but are you sitting down? I know I am. I'm sitting down as I'm recording this. And I bet if you're anything like me, you did not think twice when you sat in the chair that you're sitting in. You trusted that the manufacturer did their job correctly and that the chair would do what it was supposed to do, what it was designed to do, what it was created to do, and that is support you as you sit. You know, what I find fascinating is that in this life, our trust in things can waver depending on our experience. So when we have experiences with people who have let us down, who violated our trust, who made us feel like we could not trust those in this world. It shakes us and it shakes everything about us and it sh it forms us um, on how we trust other people. And I think sometimes protecting ourselves is a valid thing. I don't I don't think we should go out and just allow trust everyone. You know, I'm not going to, uh, to the grocery store and in a van, gather up all the strangers and then bring them to my house for dinner. Um, at least I've never done that. And preferably God will never instruct me to. But we don't. We, we don't have to have our hearts completely open to any and everyone um, to let them into our most intimate places in our hearts. But um, our trust level that we have based on circumstances and situations are not always valid. We sometimes are placed in situations in which we need to trust. And I know it's scary. I know that depending on other people to do what they said they were going to do is scary. Why? Because people fail, just like you and I. We don't always get it right. Sometimes we have good intentions, but we have terrible follow through. I know I do. Sometimes I will sit down and I have a goal, even to myself. Sometimes we lie even to ourselves or we are untrustworthy to ourselves. Okay. So I won't necessarily say lie because sometimes we do. We have good intentions. You know, those resolutions we make at the beginning of the year. Most of us have stopped those already. Um, we stopped those January 2nd. <laughs> However, um, we have good intentions. And we desire to do the right thing. I know I do. But we don't always follow through on those things. So I'll make a list of these are my goals that I want to accomplish for the month or for the week, just even for today. And then when I look back on the end of the day, I'm going, yeah, none of that got done today. Um, and it feels like, are you are you constantly just letting yourself down? I mean, here, here's the deal. I'm a very good starter. I start things very well. <laughs> I am excellent when it comes to beginning a project. But it's towards the end of that thing or even somewhere in the middle that the thrill of it kind of fades off and I'm no longer as dedicated to it, which means it's no longer at the 
forefront of my mind, which means it typically sits there half finished. And sometimes it's just us as humans. We have finished things. Good intentions, but we don't always finish. And when it involves someone else or the words that we committed to someone else, then their trust in what we say and in what we do is broken. So as you can clearly see it for someone else, it's hard to see it for ourselves that we, yes, do the same thing, that our faith is dependent upon circumstances and we are all broken people. So that relationship that you were in, in which that other person violated your trust, maybe they were unfaithful in that relationship. Maybe they lied on you. Maybe it was a coworker who lied on you or stolen your idea or work. Maybe you were in school and that happened and someone uh, cheated off of you and took credit for something that you had worked hard to do. No matter the circumstance, when we encounter pain and it's associated with something that we had trusted, we build these walls around our hearts to protect ourselves. And what we don't really realize is that we are causing ourselves to miss out on so much. Yes, you were hurt in that situation. Yes, I felt the pain in that situation in which trust was violated. But when I chose, because I did, when I chose to build a wall around myself, what I did not realize, princess, is that I was enslaving and imprisoning myself. I was enslaved to my own ideas. I was imprisoned by my own heart that I would not allow people to come in because I constantly said, I cannot trust people. Now, by all means, the Bible tells us to not put our trust in man because man will deceive us. But what literally is, is that my fullness of dependency upon man is not there. I don't depend on man to bring me my everything because he can't. The expectations that we put on people sometimes is so unrealistic. Even for my spouse, I can't depend on my husband to be my everything. That was never his role. And to make him believe that that's something that he has to do puts an expectation on him that he's never been able to fulfill, which makes him feel like a failure. And now we're both sitting in a relationship or in a marriage, both feeling like we are missing what we truly need. He's missing a wife who has confidence in him. And I'm missing out and saying this is a husband I cannot trust. And so the relationship is strained even from the start when I have those unrealistic expectations because of a past experience that caused me to lose my faith in humanity. Now, how do you break out of that prison? How do you break out of that wall? Well, first I think we need to acknowledge something that took me a very long time to discover in my own heart is that the situations that I found myself in in which I lost those trusts of individuals or people, um, those situations, I deferred to God. So if I was violated by my closest friend or family member, 
that mistrust that I had in that person, I now ascribe to God. If this person treated me this way, then they were allowed to treat me this way by God. And so if that happened, then surely God probably isn't as trustworthy either. And while we may not necessarily say that exact phrase, it's our actions that speak the exact thing. We can come to God and we will pray and then we'll walk away with the same burden and we go out and we try to make the thing happen that we just asked God for because we don't really trust that he will do what he said he will do. Now that's not to say that when we go pray and God partners with us in prayer and we say, God, I really need a job. I really am asking you for a job so that I can provide for my family, that I can be a contribution to my household so that I can be able to tithe, so that I can be able to, to give, so I can be able to do these things. Yes, when we pray that type of prayer, then please go fill out an application somewhere. Please respond to them and do the interview. Because sitting at home and asking God for a job and never filling out an application or inquiring about a job or doing any or going to an actual interview is probably not going to get you a job. But when we pray the prayers of God, help me deal with my heart in this situation or this relationship that I am encountering, whatever that is. This relationship with this individual is strained and it is broken and I'm asking you to help me um, mend this relationship. Father, this person is attacking me from every end and I know that you told me to love my enemies, but God, I'm finding it hard. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands because you are a bit too slow. And we have to... I think sometimes we just have to remember that God is God. He is not man. He is not at all have the heart of man. We sin. We greatly sin. And if you're anything like me, you're good at it. We're just good at sinning. We're good at failing. We're good at not getting this thing right, which is the whole purpose of why we needed Jesus. Our trust in one another is not perfect, but our trust in God should be. It should be perfect. And God is not your parents. God is not your friend. God is not your spouse or your boyfriend. God is not the one who broke your heart. God is not the human being who told you they were going to do something and then neglected to do that thing. That's not God. And so I, what, what has to happen is we have to get a very realistic perspective of who God is. And we can only do that when we read God's word and find out who he is. And then separate who God is from what man has done. Because what man has done to us is nothing with who God says he is and will do for us. And so we have to acknowledge that. And that is not always easy because we have built up the wall so high 
that some of us even refuse to allow God to break us out of prison. We've been freed a long time ago. But we sit in our prisons because it's comfortable there. And my heart does not I don't have to risk my heart being broken again. Because in order for us to experience the trueness of God, we got to come out of those walls. And in doing so, other we're going to be exposed to other people who may or may not hurt us again. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to sit again and I, I, I'm going to go and continue to allow myself to be abused to say that I trust people. No, but I am going to trust God that says if this relationship over here was broken, that doesn't mean every relationship is going to be broken. Look, I was in a marriage that fell apart and I got divorced. After seven and a half years of marriage, I was divorced. And that was a painful situation. I will tell people divorce is hard. It felt like my very soul, my heart was being ripped apart. I had committed my life to an individual and this didn't work. And I felt like a complete failure and it hurt like heck. I will not lie to you. It hurt. And I did on top of all of the other abuse and all the other things that have happened in my life previously. And this and then I became sick with an illness I could not figure out and the doctors could not figure out. I built a wall around myself so high. It became self-destructive. And I'm going, I'm not letting not another person get close to me. I tried that and it failed. And I'm going to protect myself. So that wall I stacked up with bricks and I stacked it high and I kept myself isolated. So I missed out on a lot of relationships that I could have enjoyed. But I determined to keep those people far away from me. Not because they had hurt me before. I didn't give them a chance to. Because I was protecting me. And then over time, what I really realized is that I was not trusting God. I was not trusting God with my heart. And I was saying to God, you didn't protect me the first time. You didn't protect me in this marriage. You didn't protect me in this relationship. You didn't protect me in all of those situations when I, when I was hurt. And so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to protect myself. And the best way I know to do that is to keep people at arm's length. Oh, I can smile and be friendly. Oh, I can help you out. But I don't let you get close. And I realized... That what I was really doing is that I was upset with God for every past pain in my life. I was ticked off at God. And I was not trusting him and therefore not trusting people. And sometimes we have to just lay it all out there and get honest with ourselves about how we really feel and where those feelings are coming from. So I had to start separating God from people. And yes, people will fail me, but God promised that he would not fail me. And am I going to trust him at his word? Am I going to believe that God will do what he says he will do? Will I have that trust and that faith in him? There's a psalm um, that I'm going to read to you that um, it's, a, it's a song of ascent. Um, and it is really regarding um, trust and this deep, deep trust 
that we should have with God and how liberating that is when we do. And it's Psalm 125, and I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. It says, A song of ascent, and I'm reading from the um, Tree of Life version of the Bible. A song of ascent. Those who trust in Adonai are like Mount Zion. It cannot be moved, but endures forever. As the mountains are around Jerusalem, so Adonai is around his people, both now and forever. <laughs> trust. Here's the deal. When I place my trust in Adonai, which is the Lord, when I tr put my trust in the Lord, I become like Mount Zion. I become this stable, sturdy, solid individual who is immovable because my trust is now immovable and it's this God who keeps me planted and on this solid ground so that I am not moved by the winds and my emotions and circumstances and even yes what other people may say or do that when my trust is grounded in the Lord I am immovable and it also says I endure forever those who trust in Ananai are like Mount Zion it cannot be moved it endures forever that's Mount Zion it can't be moved it endures forever and God says so are you when you put your trust not fully in man but fully in the Lord you become like that mountain, immovable, and in forever, enduring or lasting forever. Our trust does. And I will tell you, when my trust was not fully in God, every emotional thing, everything that happened around me, moved me. Whether or not I trusted God for that day was depending on what was happening around me. And that is, princess, a horrible way to live our lives because we have been given so much with Jesus Christ, but we don't get to experience those things because we don't allow our hearts to fully trust in the Lord. And so we are moved every which way. James says we're blowing like the wind. We're all over the place. And we don't realize, why am I all over the place? We just know that we're pulled and we're tattered and it feels chaotic and our minds are all over the place as well. And we're trying to figure out, why can't I get a grounding? Why can't I plant my full on solid ground and, and stand still and immovable? And it's simply because our trust in God, in Adonai, is wavering. That we have not fully trusted God in who he says he is. But what I also love is verse 2. It connects so much to verse 1. We become like the Mount Zion. Planet firm. Not moved. And then verse 2 says. As the mountains are around Jerusalem. So Adonai is around his people. Both now and forever. You become like a mountain and God like many mountains. And if you are steadfast, if you are grounded, if you cannot be moved when you put your trust in Adonai, then know God 
as those many mountains around you. He is neither moved. He remains forever. And he surrounds you forever. You are forever surrounded by God who loves you beyond measure. He loves us so much that he promised that he would be like the mountains around Jerusalem. He will surround us. He, princess, he alone is the wall that protects our hearts. He alone, he knows how to allow something to come in and mold and shape us. And yes, some of those things that he allows in our lives are painful, but they are filtered through the hands and love of God. And yes, sometimes it is so hard for our minds to comprehend and understand, but I am a living testimony that is true. It is so true. Here's the deal. I got pregnant at a very young age, 17. And so, of course, I wasn't married. And so... Right after I turned 18 is when I gave birth to this child. And about a year later, I got pregnant again. And so here I was, going to be uh, 19 with two kids. And right around the fifth month, I had a miscarriage. And I thought, this is the most painful thing in the world. While I was yet young, yes, while this was going to be very difficult to have two kids, yes, it was painful. Not only physically painful, but emotionally it hurt my heart. And I thought to myself, God, why on earth would you put this baby or allow this baby inside of me only to allow this baby to die, miscarry? And so I, I literally, I crawled up in the fetal position and I cried. And I became a little angry at God. I was new in my faith. My trust was not grounded. I have dealt with pain, painful situations for the majority of my life. And here I was at 19 years old and devastated yet again because I thought that when you became a Christian, everything was going to be okay. Like life was not going to have these painful moments again. I was in abusive relationships at a young. It was just, I experienced some horrible things up until that. And I'm like, surely I've just given my life to God. And uh, the day after my 18th birthday, I was baptized. And so this is going to be wonderful. And then this, and I took this situation and I'm going, truly, I, I can't trust, I can't trust God either. I couldn't trust the people around me. And now I don't think I can trust God. And why did you do this to me? If you are loving and caring God, like they say, why did you do this to me? Why did you take this child from me? And I spent years with that. Now, fast forward that. 16, 17 years later. And at this point, I'm a single mom. And I'm raising my daughter by myself. And she 
gets an illness that is devastating and difficult and hard. And we had a lot of sleepless nights. And we had a lot of issues going on. And we had back and forth hospitalizations. And we had all of this stuff that was so hard for me to bear. And I remember the day that I said, Oh, thank God I don't have two kids in this moment. Because it would be so hard to take care of one while I'm dealing with all that I am dealing with with this one. And there were all kind of things that were happening with my daughter that it was so hard to focus on and anything else in my life. It's in that moment that I realized that God is faithful and sovereign. And though we experience things that are so painful, and while I am not saying that, thank God I had a miscarriage, what I am saying is, thank God that you know better than I do. Thank God that he knows better than Nikisha could ever know. And so when I find myself in those difficult, painful situations, I must realize that God knows better than I do. And what is further down the road in my future has something to do with this moment, this painful moment. Something is, is going to happen further down the road than I can see that will make this make some form of sense to my brain. So even with the divorce, how painful that was and how much I loved this man who was my husband and I dedicated my life to, but circumstances led us to a place where we could no longer be together. And I just, the pain of that. But then fast forward that five years later, and now I'm in a relationship and a marriage to a man who I know loves me and I love and who I know God sent and the relationship is no it's not perfect and there are some times that I'm wounded by my husband with the things that he says because we all say things there are things that I say to him that wound him not intentionally but we're humans we make mistakes we say things that out of heat of the moment right but I look back and go you know what God I won't say I'm happy that my my marriage fell apart, but I can now it makes it makes more sense to me why things happened the way that they happened, and why I'm sitting in this place that I'm sitting right now, and why I'm talking to you right now, princess, is all of those situations that I've gone through that has been painful, and this is why it's it's called Warrior Princess Nation. We are a nation of princesses that have warred through so many things. But allow us not to become angry and bitter, but become better in Jesus. To give our trust solely over to him. And then look up and realize that he is surrounding you. And the one that surrounds you is immovable. He is impenetrable. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. And although the things in our lives may be painful, he is always there. Always. And he is worth putting our trust and our faith in. He is worthy of it. And he will do 
Adonai, whom I affectionately call Abba, Father. Abba will do what Abba says he will do. He is not like our earthly parents or our friends or our spouses. He is God Almighty. And he will do what he said he will do. <laughs> and the Bible tells us that he will do it exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever imagine. That's something. So even our wildest imagination, he can outdo that. He's God. So you have a choice. Either you're going to stay imprisoned in your own wall, center block celled wall, or you're going to allow God in and you're going to fully trust him. And you're going to trust that, yep, you may experience painful situations, but God knows best. And he has our best interests and he loves us more than we could ever love ourselves or that any man, mankind could ever love us. That he knows every inch and every square about us. And he knows when our hearts are wavering. And he knows when we're in difficult situations. And he knows when we're finding it hard to trust us. And he doesn't condemn us for that. What he simply says is come. Let us reason together. Bring it over to him. Let him know. I'm, I'm finding it difficult to trust you. Let him know. He is a God. He can handle exactly where we are. We don't have to hide who we are to God. We can openly say, you know what, God? I'm ticked off that you allow these things to happen, but I am willing to release it if you help me. And then watch him move. Watch him surround you like a mountain. Watch your relationship with him grow and watch you become immovable. And then go in peace because he loves you. Thank you.